0: Today on CNN, we're going to be talking about the law of reflection in our Destined to Grow series. When we follow... Effective action in quiet uh, reflection From quiet reflection will come more effective action So stay tuned, get something to write with Grab a cup of first cup coffee and let's go Welcome to True North Nation This was brought to you by Solid Rock Church in Irving, Texas Where we bring you true direction in a lost world Now let's hear it from our host, Pastor Ed Snyder Okay, we are back, and again, welcome to TNN. We're so glad that you have joined us again this week for Monday, Wednesday, and Friday's Episodes. I also, before we get into the meat of what we're going to be talking about uh, together today, is I want to say thank you to all of the reviews that are coming in, the text messages, the messages on Facebook that are coming in. Uh, you guys are really enjoying what you're hearing on TNN, and I just want to say thank you for your support, and uh, we're happy about that. So share this episode with somebody and help us to gain the nature. In other words, let's grow the true North Nation, TNN, and uh, help, help more people out there. So today we're going to be talking about reflection, the law of reflection, and how reflection is so important in our growth, in our growth spiritually, in our growth with our relationship with God, as well as in our career, in our family. We need to stop for a moment and reflect. Yesterday morning, uh, we uh, met with our service ministry leaders, and before we went out on the platform to to launch our worship service, being the week of Thanksgiving, I ask them all to use this week as a week of reflection. You know, some are taking off for work, some's going to be traveling, going to be go uh, with family and all that, but do take some quiet time and reflect on what's happened this past year Where do we want to go next year, and where are we at right now? Let's lay down a scripture base on this week's episodes, and we're going to be talking again about reflection, but the Bible says in Psalm chapter 9 and verse 20, it says, put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men, Selah, Psalm chapter 32 and verse 7, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs and deliverance. Selah. So w- those are two great scriptures coming from the book of Psalms, but you notice that those verses of scriptures ended with the word Selah. Selah means to praise God and lift him up, a good praise break, of course, for singers. Selah means also to measure or weigh in balance, basically reflect. So when we read the word of God, as in verse chapter 9, verse 20, put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men, Selah pause, reflect, think about this verse of scripture. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Selah, pause, think, reflect on the fact that he's our hiding place. He shall preserve us in trouble. He shall surround us with songs of deliverance. So the scripture tells us about the importance of reflecting. Ephesians or excuse me Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 8 through 10 Paul says vanity of vanities says the preacher all is vanity. And moreover because the preacher was wise he still taught the people knowledge. Yes, he pondered and sought out and set in order many Proverbs, that was verse 9. Verse 10, the preacher sought to find acceptable words, and what was written was upright words of truth. Going back to the book of Psalm, chapter 90, verse 12, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So, again, folks, we're going to dive in this week with reflection. Selah, that word that's, that's found actually in two books of the Bible, most, most prevalent in the book of Psalms, where it appears 71 times. Did you hear that? In the book of Psalms, Selah appears 71 times. So when David wrote Psalms, I believe he was really trying to teach us to reflect read the word, sing the song, and think about it. Habakkuk has three times mentioned the word "selah." So there was some confusion, of course, about the meaning of silah. I mentioned already what it means, but primarily the Hebrew root word uh, from which it is translated is kind of unclear. But well-meaning Bible scholars disagree on the meaning, on on the root word, but since God has ordained that it is included in his word, we should make an effort to find out. So the best we can, the meaning of silah is one possible Hebrew word that's translated sila is actually uh, kuchla, which means to hang or to measure or weigh in balance as i mentioned before now referring to the wisdom to wisdom job says that the topes of ethiopia shall not equal it neither shall it be valued with pure gold job chapter 28 verse 19 now the word translated value in this verse of scripture in in the hebrew uh job is saying that wisdom is beyond comparing against even jewels, or when weighed in the balance against wisdom, is the finest jewels can't even equal the value. So, what are you saying, Pastor Snyder? I'm saying that the the and let me use the word ministry or the law of reflection in our lives is more valuable than jewels and and of course when we reflect we're going to gain wisdom why are we gaining wisdom well because we're thinking things through we're actually uh evaluating and reflecting and how could we do that better and what does that actually mean and why did that happen so when we reflect on our on our past and we present to the present we can prepare better for the future so comparing the value of wisdom which comes from the practice of reflection again is very valuable we are reminded to weigh its worth okay contemplate and reflect to obey again this particular sila appears to be uh, uh connected with getting wisdom and that's really ladies and gentlemen that's where we all need to be is we need wisdom one of my goals uh, for for 23 and it's going to carry over into 24, is that I can become wiser in what I do. As a pastor, as a podcast host, whatever I do, I want to exercise wisdom in everything that I deal with. And so to do that, I need to learn how to get wisdom. You know the, the Bible talks about get understanding. It doesn't say you shall receive understanding. It says get wisdom. It doesn't say you shall receive wisdom. You've got to go get it. You've got to pursue it. You've got to pursue understanding. You have to pursue wisdom. Well, again, when we reflect, we start gaining understanding because we begin to think things through. Perhaps they were, they were pausing moments. You know, when David wrote the book of Psalms and 71 times, he said, Selah, perhaps he was saying, pause for a minute, reflect about this, think about this, and maybe praise him about whom the song was speaking, perhaps even lifting up their hands in worship, that when we, have you ever thought about that? That when we study the scripture, when we read our Bibles, instead of just the book of Psalm, why don't we practice sila throughout the whole Bible to pause, to ponder, to measure, to weigh in, to think about, or as I have taught here at Solid Rock about biblical or spiritual meditation, not Eastern meditation, not the hum, you know, when you hum and, and Eastern meditation teaches you to empty out your soul, empty out your mind. Well, then you're, you've, you're, You're vulnerable for anything and everything to come back in. That's not what we're doing. When we're talking about meditation in biblical meditation and in spiritual meditation, we are emptying out the junk and we're pondering, reflecting, meditating upon the word of God, upon the power of God. And that's what we're emptying the junk out and refilling us with wisdom of the word of God. Now, uh, this would, again, talking about praise and worship, taking a pause, ponder, reflect, weigh in, or maybe even take a moment of praising him for what we are studying and reading in the word of God. This would encompass all three meanings, praise, lift up, pause for reflection. Even through Habakkuk, the book of Habakkuk was not written to be sung. His prayer in chapter three inspires the reader to pause and praise God for his mercy, his power, and sustaining grace and sufficiency. So I guess the best way to to think about uh, or to think of Selah is a combination of. Of really all three of the meanings. The Amplified uh, Bible adds pause and calmly think about that to each verse where Selah appears. So again, when we see the word in, in a psalm or in Habakkuk chapter three, we should pause to carefully again weigh the meaning of what we have just read and heard, lifting up our hearts in praise to God for his great truths. Psalm chapter 66 and verse 4 says this, all the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing praise to your name, Selah. So again, let's take a time to reflect how the earth bows down to God. They sing praise to you and they sing praise to your name. Now, we're going to further break this down uh, a couple of more levels here and talk about pondering. Okay, the word ponder. Uh, In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, as we read in our foundation, verse 8, vanity of vanities, says the preacher, all is vanity. Then verse 9, moreover, because the preacher was wise, apparently he did a lot of reflecting, he still taught the people knowledge. Yes, he pondered. Now, this is the New King James Version that I'm sharing with you today. He pondered and sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find acceptable words, and what was written was upright words of truth. Again, in in Luke chapter 2 and verse number 19 The Bible says, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, the dictionary describes ponder as this. Think about, contemplate, consider, review, reflect on, mull over, meditate on, muse on, deliberate about, dwell on, chew over Puzzle over, turn over in one's mind, and the word that I don't really like, overthink. (laughs) Sometimes people overthink things, they just need to do things. But in this case, it's in order. Okay. Anytime ponder is written in the word of God, it is concerning something valuable and of great importance and needed to be processed. Before it can be actually shared. So, pondering something is something you, you know, you just got to chew on it for a minute. You know, we, we, you know, people bring things to me, ideas to me, things like that. And I tell them, I said, you know, my favorite phrase is, let me chew on that. What I really mean is, let me pray about that. Let me ponder on that. Let me reflect on that a little bit. Let me, let me think it through. And folks, it's it's good that somebody would say, "Let me chew on that for a minute. Let me think about that. Let's not make a a snap decision, a knee jerk reaction to something." In Ecclesiastes, Solomon, considered the wisest man who ever lived, spoke about how he number one pondered his words, number two sought out acceptable words, number three Solomon set in order those words. And number four, those words were upright words of truth that have spanned the ages. So one, again, one modern single word is this, reflection. I really think, folks, that God is trying to speak to somebody in our awesome listening audience today that you need to reflect on some things. We're coming down to the end of the year. And of course, I know Christmas is coming and Thanksgiving is this Thursday. And I love Thanksgiving and I love Christmas uh, and all that. But really, my favorite holiday of the year is New Year's Eve. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why New Year's Eve is my favorite time of the year is because that's the year that I get to reflect on the previous year, think things through and set goals and dream dreams and see visions for the year to come. It's, it's just my personality. It's just what I do. I I love New Year's Eve because it's a fresh start. We're going to put away the previous year, especially when we had a not so good year and look forward to better things that are in front of us. All right, folks, we'll be right back. everybody. Uh, Ed Snyder here. And I just wanted to take a moment and encourage you about something new we're doing here at TNN. We are now promoting membership subscriptions for just $15 a month, if you can help us, because we are really grown to the point that we need to expand our base and so we need to get some things done. We're wanting to go uh, video podcasting and we've got to buy some more equipment, uh, all of that stuff. So we're we're really needing people to help us and come on board and subscribe through a membership. You're going to get a newsletter, you're going to get some early access to some special uh, episodes or or sessions. and then you're going to get a discount, uh, you're gonna a free copy of of Control the Beast as well as a discount to our new online learning course for Control the Beast. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, those two items there will come to you after three months of consistent $15 a month. So if you would, please consider uh, hitting the link in our show notes called membership. I believe it's membership subscription and fill out the form and take care of that. And it'll be a reoccurring charge to your bank account. And it would be a huge blessing for just $15 a month. Thank you again for being such a loyal listener here at TNN. We love you very much. And thank you. Okay, so we're back uh from our break and there again we're talking about reflection we're talking about pondering there are many different ways of growing and and that's something that we really need to grab a hold of growing doesn't come accidentally growing doesn't just come period growing has to be intentional you need to be intentional with your growth and first and foremost, I'm going to go to the spiritual side, your relationship with God, your walk with God needs to grow. You need to grow spiritually and it's not going to happen unless it's intentional. In other words, you got to get yourself out of bed on Sunday morning, and get to church. You got to get off of work for whatever Wednesday or Thursday or whenever your midweek is. And you need to get to Bible study and you need to get to extra activities that's going on at your church you need to be in prayer meeting. That's intentional. Why? Because we got to get to a prayer meeting to pray. We got to get to church to get blessed. We got to get to Bible study to learn. And then you need to be intentional, but maybe getting up in the morning and spend some time in prayer and devotion and reading your Bible. Growth comes by being intentional. All right. So there, again, many different ways of growing. Some kinds of growth come to us only if we're willing to stop and allow the lesson to catch up with us. Oh, hello. Allow the lesson to catch up with us. Sometimes we're moving too fast and we can't absorb what God is bringing to us. Okay. Now, this, this often brings a change in our paradigm. What is a paradigm? Paradigm is a typical example or pattern of something, a model, a pattern, example, template, standard, prototype. You know, have you ever heard of somebody say, man, we had a paradigm shift in other words, our our pattern shifted, our model shifted, our example, our our template, our our standard changed drastically. Okay, uh, again, you all know that my favorite uh, author is John Maxwell, and so I'm going to pull from him um, a story that I want to share with you um, <clears throat> about. Growth, all right, and about this reflecting thing. Here's the story from John Maxwell. He said, "I was traveling on an extended speaking trip, and I landed in uh, uh, Kiev, Ukraine. One of my one of my stops. While I was there, I was scheduled to speak three times to a group of about five thousand business people. About an hour before uh, the first scheduled event, I met my Ukrainian translator, and a few minutes into the conversation, he said." You say you want to add value to people, but that's not, that's not easy here. People don't trust leaders. And with good reason, leaders don't add value to others here. Then he added, I sure hope you can help them. And And Maxwell says his words left quite an impression on me. And, and what he told me, he prompted me to recall a conversations with a good friend, Jim Dornan who had experience behind the Iron Curtain. Jim told me that in any country where the government was crooked and the leaders were crooked and selfish, being able to circumvent, go around authority and work the system were seen as a virtue. I still had a little time before I had to speak, Maxwell says. So I went uh, to a private room to pause and reflect on what I had just learned. I was feeling emotional, so I wanted to take time to let my thinking catch up with my feelings. So I started to ask myself some questions. How was I feeling? The answer was sad. Living under communistic rule for generations had beaten people down, discouraged them, and made them cynical. It's hard to get ahead when you have very little hope. The next question Maxwell asked himself was this, what could I do? I can show them my heart. For some of these people, perhaps no leader have ever told them he cared about them or wanted them to succeed. The next question is, how could I do that? I could let them know that I knew their situation was and felt for them. I could tell them that that I had been uh just like them if I had grown up in that environment. But that that there is a higher road for a leader and one leaders adds values to others. I can help them understand that even if they had never been valued by their leaders, they could become leaders who added value to others. They could come uh become change agents for the future success of their country and themselves i then took a moment and prayed asking god to help me deliver that message with clarity and integrity i didn't completely abandon what i planned to speak about but i sure modified it for the for the for the tailored and tailored it for the audience one of the first things i said which i repeated often that first day my name is john and I'm your friend. I said it sincerely, and I also used it to help soften some hard but humorous truths that I was delivering. At first, they weren't, they weren't sure how to react to that statement. After a while, they started to anticipate it. By the end of the day, when I said it, they, they knew a, a zinger was coming, and they laughed in, in anticipation. The next day when I came in and prepared to speak, my translator said that everyone was saying the phrase to one another. That's when I realized they understood that I was cheering them on and really wanted to help them. It's never enough for me just to show up and give a good speech when I've been invited to an event. Every time I speak, I want to do two things, add value to people I talk to. And number two, exceed the expectations of the person who invited me. It's likely I would have failed on both accounts if I had not taken the time to pause and, let's be on, and let the honest insights from my interpreter soak in and change my agenda to match what my audience needed. Wow, folks, that's a powerful story of the power of reflection. All right, folks, you know, I hate it, but this is our time is up for for today. Uh, Come on back. uh, This coming Wednesday, a fresh episode is going to drop at 830 on Wednesday morning, the day before Thanksgiving. And so uh, in the meantime, be safe, be blessed, have great, a great day on purpose. We love you. Share the episode with somebody And we'll see you soon. To find out more about finding that true destination, visit us at truenorthdfw.org.